listeners to fill you in um jesse isn't here but she managed to get craig going because we couldn't do it craig is our god by the way for those of you that don't know we worship all hail hail (laughs) craigery all hail craigery fucking craig Mm. so how is everyone i'm doing really well i have a strawberry waterloo in my life blueberry waterloo you have two. You have like a like a bouquet of Waterloo in your lap. Yeah, I'll be I'll be double fisting Lou for the duration. Wow, what a lucky man you are! That's the best way to Lou. I like to refer to myself as a as a lunatic. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the product. Oh yeah, we're hoping for a sponsorship. God, that mm-hmm. would be a dream come true, wouldn't it? I oh, was yeah. actually, well, especially. Um, you uh, got me was... hooked on the shower thing. Yeah, I was telling Erica that you, Dylan, are actually responsible for my Waterloo addiction, oh, and I, I think, I think it like proxy from, uh, remember her name, <laughs> um, grocery team leader. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, one of the first times I ever had it was Big Zach let me try. Like we had just gotten in like a sample or something of yeah of the lemon. And he was like, hey, he was like sipping on one. And I was like, what are you drinking there? And he was like, he was like, oh, it's a new, new bubbly water coming out of, coming out of Texas. And I was like, I was like, huh. I was like, I'm not really the biggest fan. He was like, I don't know. This one's pretty good. He's like, they use some sort of different method where they like caramelize the rind. And I was like, no what? fucking way. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And he was like, yeah, try one. And he tossed me one. And I was like, hey, thanks, man. Was, and then, was it like a slow-mo toss? Like- it was a slow-mo toss. He had, he had rigged it to where it was like on like a, on like a string and it came, it was like sort of hanging from the ceiling just to have this kind of dramatic moment. Turned out I was in an ad and I had no idea. Ah, um, that's incredibly dangerous to do in a, in a prep kitchen. In a kitchen. Like, yeah. Was he at least like can? <laughs> yeah. Can behind. Can behind. Can coming down. Can coming in hot. Uh, but I remember cracking it and being like, Whoa, this is yeah. like, and there was like, and I don't know if it was just because of the language he used, but I was like, this does taste caramelized. And then, and then after that, I was hooked, man. I, and I, I mean, for a while I was drinking 24 a week. I mean, I was really yeah. moving through them. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I, I think you use, you would, you would bring them and then just like leave them in the fridge. Like yeah, the body up. snatcher invasion of Waterloo in my life was like very <laughs> subtle at first. Like, oh, try this. It's good. You yeah. like it. And you then I do breakfast it. And it's yeah. just sitting there and you're like, well, wait a second. I didn't take this out of the fridge. What is this doing? Yeah, it's under your uh, pillow. Yeah. You leave in the morning. It, it was a slow ride here. But now when you look in my fridge, and I know you've fallen prey to this, fallen prey to it as well. I don't take the boxes out of our downstairs fridge because I'm the only one who uses that fridge. So there's these carcasses of Waterloo's in the path and like a rainbow of empty boxes and many occasions i've like gotten myself like oh yeah black cherry and it's empty oh um, yeah i'll get myself but i like to buy two to three flavors at a time 
to like do a soft rotation between them. And then I'll leave like the last can in when I put the new box in. Frisky, I can go back and grab a lime in the middle of my strawberry blueberry like you we should make um like a oz's like halloween costume or something out of all the boxes he's kept make like a transformer suit <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and then give me a waterloo transformer I, or for us or for us i don't know why i went straight to kids it should definitely be for us i think we should sculpt a bird out of it like a rather large bird and call it a waterloo Oh, man. That's a perfect way to bring my D&D character to life. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, can we talk about your D&D character? Is that, yeah, is sure. Uh, sure. Uh, before you, this. before we get into that, I have to yeah. say that I'm jealous. I can't get pineapple in Maryland. You can't? No, there's no. Well, maybe up toward Jade's way, but down here, all the grocery stores, they carry... um. Blueberry, watermelon, black cherry, grape, and that's it. Man, I don't even think I know about pineapple. I don't know that I've had pineapple. Pineapple is so good. They just started carrying it at the Whole Foods here in Asheville. And, like, they saw me coming, uh, which I love going in now that I've, I've been uh, terminated. That's a good story. Um, but I like going <laughs> in being like, I still got a discount, bitches. And... Um, and yeah, you've so, kept the best part of the job. Yeah, that's the only good part of the job. Yeah. Uh, like, my wife still works there. I can just go in and still get my discount, and I'm not mad about it. Um, but they they were like, oh, you, you should. And I was really apprehensive at first, but it, it does, it tastes like one component of a mixed drink. Like, the pineapple is, is just as present as the blueberry is, and that, it was really good. And possibly the best, so I say this with gravity, the best showerloo, waterloo experience you could have. Mm. Yeah. So if, if I have to, like, we'll, we'll ship it to you. I don't know. I, well, we're going to figure yeah, we'll, out. Yeah, we'll get some to you. Get you a keg. Actually, oh, keg you know what? Blair is here uh, visiting Rachel. So I'll get some pineapple waterloo and send it back to Oh, Blair. there you go. Perfect. Are you serious? I was yeah. about to say, when your mom comes next, <laughs> just send her home with a couple cases. I'll PayPal yeah. you. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I'll make a trip to, to Whole Foods. And Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a, I'm so, so excited. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll have some in the fridge for you for our next like uh, minute session. Yeah, I'm excited um, to taste pineapple because I didn't even know that they had entered into tropical fruit. Tropical fruit. Um. But I, I do want to say, to know what the podcast is about, I had one of my favorite kind of poops today, and it must have been because I was talking. So, um, do, you, do you have a favorite kind of poop? One that you're really impressed with? Jack? I like the clean it, one. Yeah, the cleanest ones are good, but I really like when, when you're kind of surprised by it, when it catches you off guard, you know, like you sit down, you you sort of contract and then yeah. next thing you know, like, you're oh. done. And you're like, whoa. And But then you're like, there's there, there's no way there's anything below me. And then you kind of look down and you're like, oh my God, that's everything. Like there's no, I can get up now. <laughs> We're done here. Yeah. Well, that, I like that, but then the, so like the phantom poop where like it's all comes out in one complete beautiful orchestrated moment. Um, and you're just like relaxing into the poop as it comes out. You're like, ah, and it's just, and then, like I get up, 
just a just a brief conversation between me and the throne and that was it brief conversation that's beautiful man yeah i need more of those you look down and like there's literally nothing there and i was like did i did i poop at all like did it happen but i guess it's so high on the what what is the the poop scale that you all talk about the the Bristol scale of poop? Yeah, it's so high on the scale while also still being so comfortable that it doesn't really leave behind anything white, and just like the most pleasant poop. Yeah, that's an eager poop. Like that poop's ready to sort of complete this mm-hmm. journey and get get yeah. down to wherever it is that poop goes. I'll never know. Well, and I I am like that like one maybe once a day maybe and. Meanwhile, my five-year-old thinks he has to poop every time. So, like, he only gets rabbit pellet. Like, and when he finally, like, mm. lets out a big one, I'm like, yeah, buddy, that's... Yeah. That's, yeah, big... that's what we're here for. Yeah. Put, put um, in the fridge and... He, he actually, we're really close to him understanding wiping, which, like, pooping on the toilet was one thing, but getting a proper wipe, there are so many things that, like, now that I have to explain it to a kid, weird. Like, he lost his first tooth, and he's, like, freaking out. And I'm like, no, it's fine. And I had to stop for a second and be like, oh, yeah, his bones are falling out of his face. Dude, like, it's I traumatic. I <laughs> <laughs> remember like, being that kid. Mm-hmm. I was the same way. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> your bones just fall out of your face. That's what it means to get old. And, like, and just... you get money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry. There's there's more bones above those bones. You'll be fine. You have like a reservoir yeah. of bones. Yeah, don't worry about it. And then you start thinking about like I start thinking about the other things that I'll have to explain. And like, oh, the human body is fascinating and weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, had my favorite poop today, and it must have been an hour of being guessing. I I yeah. am, am quite tickled on the inside that. That you'll have reached in such a way, because I I I like to number one fan. Uh, I have enjoyed both both episodes very very much. All right, actually, Good. yeah, I'm working on the third one. I'm about like an hour into it. Hell right. yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I mean for those of you for for people that don't know, this is Kiefer, the fabled Kiefer. Which when I started thinking about it, I was like, we never really like introduced ourselves and like told people why uh-huh. we're together kind of thing you know what i mean like the three <laughs> of us um yeah. and 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 the the this this beautiful melodic voice that you hear here is the reason um that jesse and erica and i are all together is because of this 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 man here um yeah. <laughs> i i can't take credit for jesse and erica um but i can definitely take credit for the two of you that's that's, that's something i'm actually genuinely pretty proud of and disappointed in myself. Like, why did it take me so long? <laughs> I only have two friends that are my best friends that are podcasters. And why did I not go, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> make you two talk to each other. But it was very much like like playing with figures from different toy sets. I was like, oh, Darth Vader. Oh, dragon. Have a f-. And uh, Which one's Darth Vader and which one's the dragon? I was about to ask you that, yeah. I'm going to leave that up to the listeners be a listener um, <laughs> uh, but yeah i uh to be here Oop. i mean it's certainly an honor and it's it's something that we i think from day one knew was going to happen and the fact that it's happening so soon into our into our life is is uh is really nice and and yeah 
I'm joyous to be here and have you here. So <laughs> absolutely. Welcome. Welcome on board the uh, the SS poop ship. SS poop ship. Yes. <laughs> so, Erica, tell us about this character, because I am curious. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell okay. them what you're aiming for and then tell them where we end. <laughs> OK, <laughs> so when <laughs> when Kiefer first hit me with like, OK, you need two D&D characters and one of them's going to be like the primary ones like the sidekick. In my head, I'm like, fuck, yeah, edgy. I'm thinking like Daredevil inspired. I'm thinking like Watchmen inspired. I'm thinking Batman. What I ended up with is an eight foot tall bird. <laughs> Wait, you gotta give yourself more credit. Erica loves Hawk. Uh, and I think even once before we we had you had a character that was Arakakra, uh, which in flame in turn evil yeah. person. And... Like in in high school with a bunch of friends, like we all had Justice League names and I was Hawk Girl from the get go. Yeah. Like at uh, Thespian Festival, I, I did a Hawk Girl cosplay when I was like 17. I've been obsessed. Oh, Are there pictures of that? Because I don't know that I've ever seen it. Um, I mean, it w- it wasn't impressive, but I'm sure I could find one on MySpace somewhere. <laughs> Give me some time. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, um, this character, like, if you were to look at him, he's very like John Waters flamboyant, bright pink with like, dark gray black under feathers but the personality of rorschach uh, <laughs> very cold oh wow. yeah so imagine looking at that and receiving that when i talk yeah i think like, erica you can be an eagle person being erica but like i love flourish when it comes to homebrewing and like um i love it letting people invest like the the fun their characters and character design and development is probably my favorite part i think for our game that we're playing we probably did like six session zeros over over like facetime before we even started playing but mm-hmm. i was like erica you you don't have to be an eagle you could be a a, a raven a pigeon a flamingo I was like stop stop right there flamingo <laughs> i want to be a seven flamingo perfect perfect let's let's go about it and i i think i remember asking like but what does what's making uh and at a certain realized that this brooding character was really just like big bird uh (laughs) yeah the entire time was was like a big pink (laughs) so angry big bird when i'm in like vigilante mode i am the night flamenco but when I'm trying to disguise myself among humanoids, I am Jonathan Waterwick. Yes. Oh, nice. It's fantastic. Waterwick. I love my character so much. The Night Flamingo He's a lot sounds of fun. like the club that I want to be at right now. <laughs> would it be like a Roxbury? It's like on the outside of the inside? Or would it be like a, like a GTA Vice City club? I'm thinking, I'm thinking Vice City sort of, yeah. Like uh, in Miami, you know, yeah. neon lights and quite sexy, in fact. Yeah, people in bird cages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A full commitment to the theme. Yeah. Full commitment. There's a shit everywhere. Like, I can see. He has a newspaper down on the ground. and Yeah. 
<laughs> I watched one of those like uh, British We Come and Clean Your House shows and judge you about it and what it was called. Um, the British have all kinds of television shows. So this was like a mix between like uh, Mega Nanny or like Super Nanny and then also like people that had hoarding issues and they would come and clean the house and then tell them about it. Mega and Mega Nan ship your house. Um, the <laughs> Mega Man. Um, the this episode in particular, the kid had a bird, cage bird, in, and they like did science tests on his pillowcase on his desk. There was just bird shit everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And ever since then, I've just been like, I can, I can like I love them from a distance, but I could never have a bird as a pet. The door has been opened. Like taking a food safety course, like you can never unsee uh, Shigella now that you know about it. It's there. I don't, I've never understood the appeal of wanting a bird pet as a pet. Maybe yeah. the only bird, maybe, is like something like, like a raven or something, something they can like hunt for you and like be something. Like if you get attacked, you have like a guardian. Where yeah. like having a little songbird or something, that just seems, and I know, you know, anyone that has a bird seems like they love it, but it just seems like kind of a nightmare to have a bird in your house at all times. Yeah. Even uh, like parakeets yeah. and parrots and things like that seem uh, kind of intense. Oh, yeah. dude, for, for someone who loves playing bird people in D&D so much, I am not a fan of pet birds at all. They freak me out. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird thing to do. Yeah. Chick, I mean... Any bird that I, I think if I had a bird, I think the way I'd want to arrange it is have like a sanctuary. You know, if I was going to like invest in birds, I'd want to make it to where my whole property just allows for birds to feel welcome. Sort of like a Snow White kind of thing. I like that. I I've, I even think about putting, you can get like bat, bat houses mm. and like attach them to trees. And the, I have this whole plan to have like chicken, bees, bat. And like there's an ecosystem, <laughs> three of them. Um, where like the chickens will clean up the bees that have died around the hive, and the bats only swoop out at so they're picking up all the pests off of like your plants. Chickens are picking out all the pests around the plants, and the bees are pollinating the plants. So it's like this uh, self-sustaining ecosystem that's really cool. Um, <clears throat> but that's like a that's a rabbit. I don't want to. Will they ever interfere? With well, each other, here's the thing. Like bats are sky puppies, oh, and that's cool. Yeah, sky um, puppies. What a weird thought that is. And why? Why does? <laughs> why does their poop have a special? Like we just refer to all, all poop as like shit, and then bats get guan. You know. Thank guano. you. Maybe it's a particular smell. I think it's because we use it. You know, we like we it? like like manure, right? Manures yeah. do we? where like I think I'm uh, pretty sure sh- and they, this might not be true anymore and it might just be like some sort of old wives tale or something but I'm pretty sure guano for a long time was a mas- mascara is ooh, that what that's called? Actually, oh really? eyelash 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 um, I can can tell you I'm gonna look it up so I can get exactly yeah, which this might be was. totally like one of those things you heard in middle school and then I just have carried it with me my whole life <laughs> that's Double. fair but I, but I think I think that would make the difference like manure for example you don't say like oh it's horse shit like you're selling manure so I think we rename things when there's a, when it, when it's marketable well people so say would... horse shit but they don't say it when they actually mean a horse's shit 
Yeah, when you actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah horse shit's not good. Manure is great. Love exactly. Manure. But um, as far as the D&D thing, I have to say, as fun as it is to play, Kiefer's the one with all the cards. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> And magical, he likes magical. to throw magical cards that um, throw terrifying things our way all the time. And it's, it's a good what, anxiety. What roll, though. <laughs> and uh, we were lucky people last time. Erica is the person that's like, there's somebody there. I have some pointy. Naturally, I should stab them. And uh, <laughs> it, it worked out so much in your favor. There was a, a large uh, Goliath of a, a humanoid person there. And uh, that was opening up a skylight. Erica sneaks behind with her other bird character, bird, uh, a raven and a seven foot tall flamingo, um, as you do, and tries to stab him with a trash, trash spike and rolls a one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, misses. And so I was like, okay. Uh, and like manages to hit the chain that he's pulling perfectly. And since she had rolled a stealth roll that was so high, I was like, well, he still doesn't know you're there, but he's still pulling the chain. So Erica's weapon gets stuck in the chain and she gets <laughs> propelled like 30 feet up into the air to watch the evil like villain monologue from above. So it just, it worked out perfectly. And like, that's sort of what I, I when I break down Dungeons and Dragons to like new players, because Dylan, you're definitely on the list. Especially because, like, I know Jesse's a dungeon master, and Erica loves playing. Like, it's only a matter of time before there's a clean poops, like, one shot. Uh, mm. <laughs> and, Hell yeah. Um, just a special episode of clean poops. And, oh, that's great. Um, that's a great idea. Yeah, I did. Actually, I was to run a one shot before the pandemic. I was going to... Um, it was the the theme was um, I was going to come home to do it, so I think Erica was going to be a part of it. And so was my brother, and um, but the theme was they people you all had just stolen a bunch of stuff from the White House, and you were escaping through the sewers with like weapons of magical destruction, and uh, the last monster you would have had to fight would have been like a shit elemental, um, and uh, so I already I already pretty much have the pieces. That's yeah, it's there. A, it's a like you knew. Yeah, I can. Uh, the the shit elemental had a much more common name, but we can strip the politics of it if you want, and the just great, have a poo admit. The great is it? Poo. Would yeah. it still be possible for someone to steal a podium? Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you can flush it, you can steal it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Erica ends up like thirty feet up in. And able to like spend the rest of the session casting spells from healing, but there's really like there's no losing in Dungeons and Dragons. It's just like I'm the referee, and every character you're not, and you are your like self-contained like set of decision skills. And you go, I want to do this. I just pick the right like algebraic formula that I think applies to what you want to do. Like oh, I want to do a backflip off this. Know, box and that's acrobatic so like i want to tell that guy to give me give me the, his money that's intimidation you know each character has proficiencies that make them better at some things or other and the, the nice thing about 
the game that we have now, which is is very COVID evolved in a way, is that you you have two characters that complement each other. And we're actually I'm very excited. We're bringing in our first guest character tomorrow. Here, there's like yeah. But uh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is cool, and even if you're not playing Dungeons and Dragons, like everyone should take a time, take time to sit down and try tabletop roleplay, even if it's in front of a screen. Um, but if, for me, it was um, it's theater. I never parent do a production, um, so my outlet for my creative uh, abilities has become like putting on this. Uh, when the pandemic hit, I had this grand campaign and I would build these huge set pieces for them to play on. And then we couldn't meet and we couldn't get together. And like COVID killed my very first campaign as Dungeon Master. And I actually was pretty depressed. Um, and so this is really the first being successful after getting something, getting excited about it. We We just finished the prologue. So uh, tomorrow, uh, Saturday will be chapter. Beast. I am um, so excited. Good. It's it's given me something to be excited about regularly again. Hell yeah! Just a place to put my brain, uh, and mm, does yeah. so much for my mental health. Um, and even uh, like it brought me another. Uh, painting miniatures has been really great for my mental health, and I'm like super stoked to on one side of my life be sharing uh, tabletop role playing with Erica and then another side of my actually rooming Dylan to a miniature paint. You gotta tell me how is your how is your brew grosh kind of He's coming along. Um I I I got the foundation kind of set up as far as what you know the building and all that. Um and I have the color scheme as like in my head, uh, but I have sort of been waiting to approach the actual like body until you and I have our private time together. Cause I feel like that's just something yeah. I want to share with you as we sort of bring him to life. Um, yeah. the life, you're, like the, you're in saving like, the tentacles for me I'm, as I always do, <laughs> but I sort of the inanimate things around him. I feel, I feel pretty confident about he's still pretty barren, but he's got a little bit more um, like sort of, passive life around him now which which is helping me sort of kind of put all the rest uh, of the pieces together and have it in, in perspective um i feel much more confident yeah. in my actual decisions now whereas I, as you know you know when we were trying to make the decisions that was uh causing <laughs> quite a fair amount of stress for me <laughs> it's uh it's it was it's a commitment it's a commitment real time and it's not like i don't think making rapid commitments is anybody's strong suit um uh but like to to give you an idea eric of what this thing looks like it's a it's cthulhu uh but he has found his way to a brewery and i guess so oh, like a, no a cthulian mod because the bottom is all pentacle octopus style uh with cthulhu on top and yeah. it's found his way to a brewery and he's sitting on top of the brewery and Drinking from the like ale barrel. Yeah, he's, That's pulled, great. A, he's pulled a, a silo off of the off of the campus, and he's sort of like <laughs> encompassing the brewery and just destroying the brewery with his tentacles. And he's just kind of nestled up on there, and he's just going to town. And he's got his tentacles wrapped around, and his like mouth tentacles are like entering the silo and just pulling all of the beer <laughs> out of the silo. 
It's pretty yeah. badass. See, I could see that translating to like a beer label so well. <laughs> he's a he's a convention uh, version, yeah. He's like a special yeah. little like one off edition. Yeah, I think when they were first promoting, because it's the second edition of my bags, you buy specific models, you have to prime them, them, them. It's very invested. Um, and that's about as far as I plan to go in like wargaming pictures. But uh, Dylan can attest, I have a like a whole part of my workshop that's just a, a open battle map. The game that Dylan and I played like two or three weeks ago is still sitting there for whenever he comes over next to pick up from where we left off. But like right now, I'm playing as a, a walking factory and basically like Mecha Godzilla. And Dylan is playing as a, like a Megazord in Pacific Rim. Uh, and that's we're... right. I was trying to think. I was like, "What team?" That sounds was fun. I even playing it. Yeah, yeah. I was gun. Yeah, you're. And it, <clears throat> it's every monster uh, kaiju trope ever versus the other. Like originally, I was playing Martians. I have a toxic waste monster, Globicus. Favorite Maybe giant character. ninjas. Yeah, yeah giant ninjas. Dinosaurs. Um, they just added geometry monsters from well, the eighth dimension. Oh, and yeah, there's like cool altered... lot, like animal gods mm-hmm. coming to it. I think. Yes, it's, it's so much. Uh, a new starter set's coming out with a giant bee queen, and I'm here for it. Dinactivus. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's cool. Yeah. Um, so like, it it, Brugrosh, I believe, was a model they had promote it so you would go to like a convention so i'm like hey here's just a model you can of cthulhu getting shit faced but <laughs> also you can use it in our game if you buy our game company oh, okay well that sounds cool thanks bud. and uh <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's really that, that's my passion in a nutshell i love being a dad i like apocalypse painting miniatures uh and dungeons and dragons and um but definitely the dad part first and mm-hmm. we're actually about to start potty the three-year-old so pray for me um, yeah we, we're expecting updates on that that's <laughs> when we need to have you back is how's yeah. that going how's it's really that the only, going yeah, the only thing we care about is <laughs> the quality yeah. of your children's pooping <laughs> skills <laughs> we well we already have the equipment have the it's not a trademark squatty potty but after like taking it out of the bathroom for a week or so, because I like cleaned it and just never put it back in. Now I swear by it. Like mm. I getting the knees elevated has made my pooping. Oh, it's huge. So I love pooping at your house, bro. I don't know if I've ever like yeah. said that to you, but I love pooping <laughs> at your house. Which is I, not something I, that I say to anybody. Because I like pooping no. in my throne. And so when I'm able yeah. to like kind of go in there and also Rachel just picks out some of the best smelling soaps on the planet. So I always like she have does. that to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and you can go in there and you can sort of smell the pooper before you, but not them actually pooping. You smell more of like that after effect of like, oh, they cleaned yeah. up, they took care of things in here and, and, and yeah. we're all better for it. Um, but being able yeah. to like throw my legs up onto that little squatty potty and just have that, you know, a couple minutes to myself in the morning is yeah. really, really a gem of coming. Are you that. a first stair or second? Like, do you, do you lift up to the second stair? Um, I think... I, I think it depends on what we did the night before. <laughs> depends I mean, on if I ate a 
bowl of cereal yeah. at 5 a.m. or not with you. <laughs> yeah. You, if you if you do the second stair, you got to pull your pants like all the way down your ankles. So if you're like a knee pooper, which I don't know how anyone could, like I have to go all the way down to my ankles so I can get that, that good like spread. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not <laughs> hugging my knees. I think I normally hang out on the first step because I do have pretty long, long you legs. Do, you're gangly. You, you could slide it out too, to get to get the lift. Um, but the other out. question is, yeah, because it's not fixed toilet, so you can slide oh, the stairwell oh, yeah, outward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure, like, sure. I thought that was the goal was for it to slide on yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the vernacular there confused me for a second. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I yeah. need to get into the squatty potty life. It just seems like such a foreign position to poop in for me. It 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 it's feels weird at first, but I think it's very uh, similar to how people poop in other countries. Like when you're just pooping like a hole or something, or like they have sort of like a different setup. I remember my mm-hmm. Spanish teacher in high school, Miss Jarbo, like shaming us because of uh-huh. like conditions in other worlds but like the yep. example she would use is how people had to poop in other places and like and then when i had to poop and i'm just like this isn't even in spanish you're not even telling us the story in spanish about your pooping experience Some and that's country. why both of us aren't fluent in spanish today <laughs> yeah. i can tell you that she tap danced and i can like remember most of finding nemo in spanish but i cannot conjugate to save my life uh, <laughs> um but Dylan, having listened to the episode prior, do you use our wet wipes or do you use no? Both? I do not. I I don't. I well mainly just because I don't think about it. Um, because yeah. I know it's it's I don't know. It seems precious. I know they're available to me, but it does seem like a precious thing to use someone else's wet wipes. Um, but I, yeah. I'm just a dry wiper. Like I don't mind like getting down and dirty. Cause I know I'm going to clean myself. Like I know I'm going to go wash up. So like, I don't mind kind of taking yeah. a little fold, getting in there dry and just really kind of getting to know myself. Um, yeah. so I don't, the wet, there's something about wet wipes. Like I think, I don't know. And, and you know, my, my buddy who's got the bidet, he, he talks about having a bidet and having like moisture on his butt. And it's just not something, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't, I think I'm sort of, I I don't think I'm like, not ever going to reach that place. But I think as of yeah. right now, I just really appreciate kind of getting in there and dry wiping. Um, yeah. I probably don't end up with a, as clean as of a butt as other people, but yeah. I think there's something about the aroma. There's something about the smell of wet wipes that makes me feel weird. But then I also don't like taking a cold wet thing and putting it on my, my rim. I'll make <laughs> sure we have that little space heater right next the wipe i'll make sure that the wipes are like pre-heated for you yeah that there is a friend there is a device the baby things that we skipped out because we were like what the hell but you can get a wipe warmer for your children so like when you're changing the night that it's like like more comfortable or something and then i i feel like yeah i feel like it would be the opposite um but i also just want to prepare my children for how shocking world will be so like if their first <laughs> feeling in the morning is just like oh you know like uh that's good that's how the rest of this will be for the rest of yeah, your life like part of yeah part of waking up doing the service um i think well now in, that you mentioned that i think i'd be a little bit more inclined to use a wet wipe if it was like fresh out of the microwave or something the microwave. i will i will microwave your wipe <laughs> <laughs> and then i will treat your third degree burns 
afterwards. Yeah, yeah um, with a with a with I, an americano and warm microwaved wipes. <laughs> See, Dylan, I'm a dry wiper too, but I hate the way that sounds. What? Dry, dry wiping, wiping just sounds so That's what it is, Erica. Uncomfortable. I mean, like I'm going to give myself like Sometimes it is. Bum burn by like vigorously wiping too much. Well, well, it, I, I think there's a lot to be said, Kiefer, to what you're saying about like welcoming the kids into the world and making sure they know how things are. And to me, it's yeah. like that is I mean, that's what it is. Like I, I, I dry wipe because, you know, I'm not always going to have a wet wipe. So I might as well be prepared for worst case scenario, which is why I try and eat things yeah. that make my poops easier just so I spend less time <laughs> down under, you know? Yeah. You're you're after your poop. You're just padding. You're not. <laughs> there's nothing. Wipe yeah well, yeah well it just there's a i think about pre-covid times and some yeah. of the men in the locker room at the ymca yeah. and i think if i had a hand dryer near my restroom i'd be <laughs> more inclined to have a wetter wipe but i'm yeah. thinking specifically almost like it's almost like i'm having like repressed memories come up but like i'm sort of scarred from the ymca locker room but this <laughs> developing your trauma through poop there was Got there it. was new like some of the men i would never ever in a million years i used to use the hand dryer but then i stopped after i saw what the hand dryer was actually for and oh. it's one of the funniest images on planet earth but it's i mean the men would get out of the shower and i say the men because i do look at them as like a different sort of creature than i like old men at the ymca it's just a different it's just a different ball game. oh those Balls are the dudes everywhere. that don't mind having having their junk out yeah there's no, no shame their junk out they don't mind having other people's junk in their like yeah. personal space like there's and there's just all sitting kinds down of... on the bench next to each other like yeah, yeah there's no yeah, urgency not... which is blows my mind I hope to be that comfortable someday. I'd love to be more comfortable being being nude around other people because it seems like, you know, a great thing to do. And I'm sure there's an age you hit where you just kind of stop caring. But what these people do, I remember specifically like yeah, around the corner out of the uh, shower. 31. It's what? <laughs> it's my balls could be out right now. Uh, well, that's why we're doing this uh, remotely because we had a feeling. <laughs> how how did you know? I thought it was no pants Friday. Yeah, I just think possibly. it's no pants every time we record. I like I had yeah, to take pretty my much. pants. I was like, oh, whoops, pants are on. This isn't gonna work. Yeah. So I had to strip down. But anyway, I come around the corner and I hear the guy. He hits the thing and then he does a downward dog in front of the <laughs> hand dryer. So his hands are oh. on the floor, oh. <laughs> and and the dryer is blowing down <laughs> his back, down his crack, down his gooch. And, and just drying everything off. And he's sort of shimmying. He's sort of shaking. And since you then... You have to. You have to. It's, it's a reasonable thing to do if you want. Is it? If it's available, I guess. I think, you know, I don't think he was the first person to do it. I'm sure he saw, you know, other men do this. Uh, but after yeah. that, I refuse to dry my hands with hand dryers. Because I don't just know Just because how you being could. Used. Well, and it's like like any sort of exchange press force, I'd be more concerned about the backdrop when the ass respond he farts up at the dryer then like <laughs> it's just like those actual hand dryers that you dip your hand to yeah. are some of the most unsanitary oh, things yeah. in the world 
those are terrible because all of your bacteria ends up in that chamber. Yeah, and you're just dipping dipping your hands into like a bacteria chamber. Um, but yeah, I imagine the wall and the floor right underneath yeah. of that is is also so he's like dipping his knees into everyone else's YMCA bacterial. Um, yeah, his hands are on the ooh. ground, man. Like his hands are down on the ground where yeah. everybody else is like like peripheral nutsack water is been sitting all day. Yeah. All day. I mean, but I you think don't the... even bare foot in those you flip flops. So like, oh, man. Oof. so the if the, if the dryer spout vent is like an eye, then it's staring right into the butthole of that dude. Yeah. The brown so these eye. are, okay. So let me say, yeah. <laughs> so the, these are like oh. elbow <laughs> eye to brown eye. Yikes. <laughs> These are the elbow, it could elbow be a blowers. So it's so where he's when he's forward folded, the air is elbowed coming down to him. But what's weird about it is the hand dryers are at a height to where it seems like that's their purpose because there's two hand dryers. One's tall, and you're like, oh, these are clearly for my hands. Maybe my head. Maybe I can, some of them you can even stick your head under. <laughs> Which I don't recommend. But then there's one that's like half the height up the wall. And I that's think that's the one for children. That's the children hand dryer. <laughs> Not at the YMCA baby, it's the tank dryer. Okay. Because I w- <laughs> this is the first time in thirty years that I've ever had to look on the internet. Is there such a thing as a hand dryer for your butthole? The answer is yes. Yeah, most most women keep it right by the not plugged in. Uh, it's, it fits in one hand. I think, I think you call it a blow dryer. Yes. What I don't understand is how pampered do you have to be to where you can't just dry your butt with your towel? Is it a, is that it's because my, my guess is that it's a germ thing. So he doesn't want to like get his butthole germs on the towel that he uses to like clean it, to dry his head. But then he's going over there and he's making a scene about it. So it's like, why can't why you just dry his... your butt with the towel like everybody else? Why isn't his butthole clean from the get go? Did he just go back there? Is it like those towels that have butt and head on the side? Oh, well, that's definitely a a genius thing that we all need to invest in. Um, Your experience is not just your own, apparently. Um, All over Reddit. No, I'm sure this is a thing that a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah, you Which I thought was ridiculous. That's exactly what he's doing. (laughs) That's what I imagine. Like someone made a cartoon about it. Yep. Yeah, that's cyanide and happiness or something, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's exactly happy too. He's that so happy. The, that needs to be the thumbnail for this episode, please. <laughs> so I will, along with your microwaved wet wet, I will have a, a blow dryer. Yeah, yeah a leaf blower. <laughs> yeah, or a heat gun. If you want? Oh no, yeah. a heat gun's too much. <laughs> Ow. And... <laughs> It's uh, it's a very strange thing to do publicly. I think yeah. maybe just why it caught me off guard the first time. And then it's not like I don't like it's something you saw pretty. I don't know. I don't go down into the locker room these days. But I know it's open. I know people are down there. Yeah. I don't know what's happening now. <laughs> I mean, who knows how far it's escalated since since COVID began? These days, yeah. So, but that's also the same YMCA that I left with foot fungus. So, so okay. somebody said. Somebody said the dryer in the locker room is not for drying out your pubes or butthole. 
Like, well, did you make thing, a sign as as, and post as, it? Well, as soon as one person does it, that watering hole is then, like, everybody's going to gather over there, you know? And that's, as soon as you do that the first time, that's the designated butthole dryer. And you can't go back after that. That's the power of trendsetting. Yeah. Like, everybody wants to have their butthole dried. But at the same time, no one is brave enough to be the first. No. That means it's a, it's a path. Well, it, it speaks <laughs> volumes to just, like, the level of comfort that exists down in those locker yeah. rooms that I will never – that I just don't get. I can't wrap my head around it. Because it's one it's, thing – It's ancient. That We had bathhouses where people would, like, call themselves together all the time. That's really funny because that is a note in my poop note journal. <laughs> no, it really is. I was going to bring yeah. up um, communal pooping and how that must have been as an experience to sit down across from your friend making eye contact while you poop. Oh, there you go. That's it. I, That's exactly what we're talking about there, Erica. That's it. I told really? you, you guys need to have a line. This guy's episode. got the accelerator. We don't have we don't have from the, the toilet. I don't I don't want to broadcast from my toilet. Oh, I don't want to spoil anything, but if we ever do a live episode, my intention was to be pooping the entire time. I just I, don't poop for two hours ever. No, of course I wouldn't be pooping for two hours, but I'd be on the toilet well, you, while we record. You bring a snack, so by the time you're done, you poop again. Yeah, you get you have to start the digestion. <laughs> Can we all just be like chugging apple cider or something? Yeah. <laughs> carry laxatives with us yeah that would, that would that change where you are on the scale yeah well <laughs> we'll yeah, eat some uh laxative <laughs> chocolates at the beginning of the <laughs> podcast what's that uh, george <laughs> Cohen? uh the man take a shit while running at full speed <laughs> yeah 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 thank you thank you was it cky yeah it was a bit of yours cky oh, oh wow that? They they actually they fed the one like poor guy that made do all the terrible things. They fed him a ton of laxatives. Oh 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 oh! oh I remember. God. Yeah, yeah it was on Jackass jack. where they made him oh. like explode all over like a miniature um, landscape where his butt was like <laughs> the hills. Oh no! I didn't that one. That's <laughs> The, this this one they um they had the guy it, it was George Carlin saying he had something you never see was uh and taking shit while running at full speed so they had one of their interns I guess you'd say eat a ton of laxatives and go sprinting down the road just a jock strap uh and why is that why was that peak television for... yeah, that's crazy I never <laughs> was able to wrap my head around jackass or anything in that like subgenre yeah like the like, one oh. i'm thinking about is like uh was it fat the uh bam margera's stepdad the fat guy phil uh-huh phil. Phil. yeah yeah there's one i think it was in the movie but he they put a <laughs> they put an astronaut helmet on steve-o and oh con- yeah connected to that helmet is like a tube that leads to or a tube that leads to a funnel that then leads to phil's ass <laughs> It was like a butt funnel. Yeah, fart, a fart in, funnel. And they're like, let's see how, how long Steve-O can last. And Steve-O just like, starts vomiting in the astronaut <laughs> helmet. <laughs> 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 
See, you say you don't get it, but you're laughing your ass off right now. (laughs) I know. That's exactly what I was going to say is that like, I'm so, I'm like, oh, I don't get it. It's so stupid. I'm so above this. And then I can't help but just like, (laughs) it really is prime television. I mean, it's, it's the dumbest thing on planet earth, but it's always going to be funny. There is no world where that's not funny. At what did the Americans say like, oh, no, we're better than that. But like TV hasn't gotten better. Like no. reality shows are still just as terrible, but they're like, oh no, no, we're not gonna film a young man getting anoscopy, but we are do like oh, God, at, yeah. year after year make people watch The Bachelor, like which is uh, the same anyone, thing. Yeah, how anyone can think that The Bachelor is real, but Jackass is not. Like, what is what has happened to American television? I mean, Jack. I blame the real world. The real world was the start of it, and then Survivor. Those Those two were to blame. Those early real world seasons, savage, absolutely savage. Um, I was more interested in Road putting all of those people in a together. That that Mm -hmm. sounded like more fun to me. Mm. Uh, Or when they made them bad each other, Uh, like MTV uh, reality shows are are very. Uh, but we also have them to thank for Jackass too, right? That was a TV show, I think. Have them to thank for Jackass one and two and three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them was in three D, right? Like you could watch. Yeah, the the, th- the third one was in three D, yeah. and that was yeah. crazy. I went to uh, go see that before it was legal to drink. <laughs> we did what a lot an of experience. bad things before it was legal to drink. That's true. That's true. Uh, um, so yes, wetland. Yes, I'm body pump. Throw a shout out to some of your other passing friends and not poopery. Uh, the idea of like covering shit smell with the same smell every time, like hand soap is one thing because I like kind of out of tight soap, but like for breezing the bathroom, like a, a trademark scent every time I poop the toilet i think i could do that you associate it with poop every time yeah mm. i it's weird we, clean, we used tea tree to clean up cat urine and now i hate no mm, tea tree oil yeah yeah oh i'm glad I you said that because i use tea tree shampoo a whole lot i'll have to make sure i don't do that Uh-oh. when i come to yeah, visit yeah. y'all <laughs> i'll just i'll give you a hug and inside i'll be like you'll just poop at, you'll just poop <laughs> oh yeah you'll piss Cat. Yeah, I think that's my my association I have with the wet wipes. Usually, wet wipes smell to me like diaper stuff, and I think maybe I I don't want to associate my poops with like someone else cleaning my butt. And I think that's kind of the place that it takes me back to. Yeah, is like is like being a baby and being like, and then just and smelling diaper stuff like diaper time, you know, like poop in a diaper, and and which obviously is something that you're probably very familiar with. But for me, and you know, I've changed diapers in my life, but I think there's yeah. just this like association with that scent, which is why like I avoid them. And I know there's other scent versions too, um, but there's something about that smell and putting it on my butt that I'm like, I'm not a baby anymore. I don't need this anymore. Okay, Dad. I get that, <laughs> but that's where we're all headed anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, get, get it's a circle of life. Yeah. Back well, to and, back to diapers and wet wipes. And the kids, the kids are totally different on that poop scale as well. Like Oz is a little lower, I guess you'd say, 
Whereas Malcolm, like, ah, get up and already up and and he's being sort of coy and shy, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm over here," and he like waddles over with a fucking tail. It looks like he's got a tail of his thing, but it's just this acorn like fist-sized turd that somehow escapes him. Whereas like Oz, his poops are like the the phlegmy kind. And I, they eat the same things. I don't know how two people can have such a wildly different digestive system. Uh, but like, I mean, Oz will eat the, like, he only likes smoothies. And that's how we sort of the vegetables. And it's like, bomb. I think, Dylan, I think you've had. I did. I had, I had, I had a, a smoothie sample last time I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, so very they, we, they're covered in that way. And then they sort of get to choose their diet out that and Malcolm anything. we're having spaghetti for dinner tear it up Oz I have some, some naked noodles butter sauce mm. but he, he won't do the red sauce god it sounds like me I was so picky as a kid for no for yeah. no reason seemingly like when I think about but, it retrospectively all the things that I said I didn't like I definitely liked there was no my preferences were like were, were dumb they were, they were not founded in reality when you've you've cooked for me, like you are, are fantastic. So to know that you were such a picker prior to that, was it like a control thing? I think so. Like, I think when I yeah, I think when I when I think back to what it was that I it was just like yeah, it was rebellion for whatever reason, and it was like <laughs> you know, mom she would make turkey burgers, which there's nothing about turkey burgers that I don't like, but I had to have cheese, which is still something that I do, but I had to have cheese melted on it. So there'd be four turkey burgers coming out of the oven one of them would have cheese on it. The other three would be, and she would make like this, like delicious, like soy sauce, like marinade thing. And, and she would, she would go all out and they were amazing, but I just decided I didn't like them. And then I kind of like clung to that idea. And then I just didn't like them for eternity after that. And I never, ever, ever let her know that I liked them, even though I did, especially with fucking cheese on them. But yeah, I think it was yeah. a control thing. And then, yeah, just like rebelling for the sake of rebelling, like making her do extra work because of whatever yeah. reason that is. I'm not sure, but. Can you, so, can you find the recipe to that? Cause I would love to. Burger. Uh, I think well, I have, one. I have a little, um, built like she's, I got her, I have her recipe book, um, huh. or books and little things that she has. And I think yeah. they're in there. I'm pretty sure she has, we have the, the turkey burger with the sauce on the side. I would love to explore your cookbook. I think that would be like a fun take. I think about it all the time. Actually, um, I've made a couple like different of uh, the desserts out of there. I've done. She does chicken or, or turkey tetrazzini, which is one of my favorite things growing up. I made that uh, a long like a year ago, probably. Um, but I, I always thought it'd be fun to do like a cooking show where I kind of explore through that and go through that. Cause a lot of them are like handed down from grandma. A lot of them are her own things. And there's some things in there that like people don't even know. Like when I bring it up, for example, runs yeah. Like if, when I say the word runza, does that mean anything to you guys? No, nope. it sounds like more poop conversation. Yeah, really? <laughs> so a runza, it definitely will, it definitely will make you poop. But a runza <laughs> is, I, I think it's, I think it's. I want to say German. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to, we'll fact check. Um, might be Russian. I don't know. But basically what it is, is it's a, it's a dough pocket basically with like a slow cooked cabbage beef mixture inside. Ooh. And 
there's actually it's one of those things that growing up we had you know we'd have it maybe every like two months or something it was like a special event and she got the recipe passed down from my dad's mom and they're amazing they're incredible and um it's uh it's like a midwestern thing i think because out in nebraska there's a fast food chain called runza and they do like fast food runzas but they don't exist anywhere else as far as i can tell like there's like seven of them and they do all kinds of crazy things where they put like cheese on them and like do like bacon versions and stuff but you make like a beautiful dough and you wrap it around like a slow cooked beef cabbage like mix and they're fucking incredible and you get like from the one recipe you get like 50 of them so you just have runzas for the next like week and that was always like a really celebratory event to have runzas um, in the house. But that's one of those that's things like that I, I no one, I, yeah, no one else, no one knows what a runza is. Very few people that I that I come in contact with, I'm like, hey, you've had runzas, right? And they're like, no, never. No, I don't know what unless, that no is. but I want to try to make those. Yeah, that sounds really in, good. Unless you were talking about poops or the jewels, I uh, I wouldn't really know what you're. Runza jewels. <laughs> runza jewels. Runza jewels alive. Uh, <laughs> Live, well, the original recipe, top of the body. Uh, mm. But Erica, do do you have any recipe? Uh, nothing offhand that I remember how to cook. But um, probably my favorite thing my mom used to make was zucchini bread from scratch. Oh, sweet! Ooh. And that was something she learned from my grandma. I and... uh, I, my mom had two recipes, so like a been on the shit my and we all try making each other's recipe because i i'm uh, i would totally throw down some bread and this runza i would run those bread you know what we should do is um the next time we're all in the same place we have recipes (laughs) ready and we just have a whole night of cooking we should do Um, hopefully and this is all if everything goes well but by Maybe by November things are good, and we have like a big, like Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving food bash, and we all cook our mommy's recipes. Mm. That would be awesome. Everybody gets yes, together, please. and we all like, and it's all sort of you know catered to this idea of having the most incredible poop of the year. You know, like one to sort that, of yeah. Close oh, I gotta the year pick a with. second recipe. <laughs> uh, her vegetable soup is really good too. I could probably do. Mm. Oh no, seafood gumbo. That'll be oh. the thing. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah, you guys are. You guys, I mean, I've had plenty of Kiefer's mom's seafood ziti, oh. seafood bake, hey. and yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> her seafood ziti. Yeah. Oh, it's killer. Any oh t- anytime your mom's making ziti, I invite myself over for dinner. I'm so bad. <laughs> well, you want to you want to talk about a good poop? That seafood ziti will definitely drop oh. you a few numbers on the scale. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you can oh. feel you can feel that one through like through the night. You're like I'm you're I'm ready. I'm like r- like ramping <laughs> up for something. Some something's gonna happen in the morning. Yeah, a pressure building yeah. like your left side of your stomach. Like yeah, yeah, it's coming. But the whole time, even though you're like sort of gassy and sort of like having this this event, you just have a smile on your face because you're at like pure. Yep. It's like pure joy and peace and comfort and relaxation. Uh, that's everything that they cook though the hamburger soup uh the like fish sticks and mac and cheese oh, uh eat, oh corned gosh, beef and cabbage it. hell yeah corned beef and cabbage yeah it was a poop factory uh <laughs> mushroom it was like mushroom chip beef or no pork chops and mushroom soup uh like that was that was a that mm. was a fart fest 
Uh, and when it, when we weren't doing that, we were doing uh, we were doing Taco Bell. So like our living oh, room wow. was just this orchestra. Gas like, cloud. <laughs> well, that's the thing with your mom's house is that you're so close to Taco Bell. Like, how many times could we have walked there? Well, we well, had a Taco Bell on one street and Wawa on the other in the street. So depending on how trashed you were as a teenager, you could walk to either one. Um, but the uh, honestly, you want a, a humble talk about poop, you should have my mom on the show because uh, her like experiences with the colostomy bag, like you want to talk about humbling mm. self. And, oh, yeah. yeah. It's fascinating how the human body is a wonder in that yeah. regard. That she like literally blew a hole through her poop making process. I was like pooping it. And they were able to redirect that like heal the hole and at some point she'll be able to get this whole process removed and then go back to pooping normally. And mm-hmm. like wow. the the human body is incredible, but also like you want you want to talk about a fart smell when she she said tell me one time when someone's like when she doesn't like somebody, she'll like sort of cross her arms and like reach over and open the colostomy bag while oh they're talking God. and like <laughs> like air out oh the colostomy God. bag. <laughs> and then just like close it back up to like okay and leave the room because that's a fart that doesn't yeah that you is the that savage the... Well, and the beautiful thing of. about it is that your mom doesn't smell like she doesn't she have smell. a sense of smell <laughs> so like Ever since that's she cruelty removed yeah she she she'll tell you if she lights a vanilla scented candle and she can smell it or like some odd thing here or there but between like uh, which I'm very proud of her. She doesn't smoke more, uh, but like smoking for most of her life, getting mm-hmm. her thyroid removed, zero sense of. Uh, so like when she drops a colostomy bomb on a room, like she don't know, and she like it's like the the most malicious thing to do uh, at this yeah, point. Yeah, what do you but, well, what do you have to do to get to that side of your mother? Um, to oh, I have not invoked that wrath. No, she no, said somebody at work. That. Yeah, somebody at work uh, like said something sideways to her, so she just <laughs> yeah, she, just an off she, she burped her poop bag at him. And, uh... <laughs> That'll show him. Oh, it will. Oh my god. I've never yeah. angered her. Never. <laughs> well, that's the best way too to be able to like walk away and be like, "Have a nice day," you know, and and kill them with kindness, knowing what you're leaving them with. Yeah. You know. Lit. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Yeah, I have like a, I'm in love with your mother right now. She's she is a a, a force to be reckoned. Between really. between that and seafood ziti, I mean, she's the full package. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. <laughs> she she's a, she's a, a more package than we all need. Oh <laughs> enough enough package for all of us. Um, and yeah, just as you know, the the humbling journey of being at the mercy of others especially like when it comes to your bowel movement, like something that is so private. And that's honestly one thing that I've really enjoyed about this, this podcast is when you open up the conversation with how do you poop? Uh, like nothing else is sacred at that point. Like yeah. you really get to talk about everything. Anything and then and poop is so intrinsically tied to your health. Uh, and I pitched this whole idea to Blair. They're like, Oh, you're, on a podcast what's the podcast about and it's like well we talk about shit 
and uh, <laughs> like, but like once you start, once you start that door open, you could, and and I think that's what's really beautiful about the plot. Together, I've, I've really been enjoying it. Listen. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, we we like it. It naturally goes fun places. Well, it's got a good flow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, I was gonna say, speaking of um, the body being incredible, I had such a weird scare lately. Do you guys want to hear about it? Uh, yeah. Well, Ooh. Kiefer, I told you via text already. So, I got my second COVID vaccine a couple weeks ago. Since I got the vaccine, my tongue has been numb. It's getting better ah. as of the last couple of days. Eve. So it was cold and it was clammy, almost like we have a really bad head cold, but it wasn't going away. I've been okay. thinking... Your tongue was clammy? Yeah, it was like cold and clammy. When you Whoa. touch it, it's hot, but it's like a cold sensation. Whoa, it's hard weird. to explain. Yeah. But ah. already being a very anxious person, I was thinking, oh, fuck, this vaccine has rendered me tasteless for life. I can't taste food the way I used to. Turns out, I'm ridiculous, and I have a cinnamon allergy I didn't know about. Oh, <laughs> and I, Yeah, and I have been eating cinnamon lollipops like nobody's business because it's like a comfort food, and I don't eat as much ice cream when I have cinnamon lollipops. Wow. So, yeah, so now I know that I, and I think it's only to fake cinnamon, so I can never have cinnamon toast crunch without dealing with this awkwardness. Well, but, what, if uh, if you don't mind me asking, which vaccine did you take? Because I'm, I'm sure, about to get um, up. It was Moderna. Yeah, now we, now we have options. You have like a catalog to choose from. Yeah, you can choose. Yeah, well, as far as the, like the actual side effects that I got from the vaccine, the worst thing other than the arm soreness was a really bad migraine after that second shot for a couple of days. But and anyhow, you, you didn't get, you didn't contract COVID. No. Because what I'm understanding is, because I have a lot of friends who are like either devastated by it, um, like my neighbors are really have a tough time with the vaccine, um, and then other people are totally fine. I can't really place if it's the vaccine or what I've been is that people who had contracted COVID, their body is already like kind of anxious. And so seeing those antibodies that goes into like deep uh, stasis recovery, like apprehensive mode. And uh, it's like people who had already had it are struggling back. So like, you know what my life's like, I gotta, I gotta plan and plot. And it probably won't be until Finnegan's here that I'm able to like go out, get it, and be able to go home and rest. Uh, so like I have all this time to do research. Yeah, what do I, I mean, care for it, it. At least on my end, it wasn't too bad. I've heard people that have had worse situations, but again, those were people that had COVID already. And as far as I know, I hadn't contracted it. But yeah, same. I just wanted to share that because I was freaking the fuck out thinking that by getting the vaccine, I managed to never be able to enjoy food again. Turns out, no, I just had a weird allergy I didn't know about. Wait, so did you only start eating these cinnamon lollipops post-COVID vaccine or like was this something that had happened before? I mean, I had them. Usually we only have them around Christmas time and I noticed that my tongue would get kind of tingly from it, but I never thought it was an allergic reaction thing. This went into full explosion mode 
when I tried cinnamon toast crunch ice cream that Andy brought home. And it's like really concentrated. So between having the lollipops and trying that, my tongue was like not useful. <laughs> it felt weird. I don't know how to explain it to y'all. I wonder if that's something that, I mean, is that something you think you've had forever? Or is it, did that develop or how does that even work? I think it's probably developed recently because I used to eat cinnamon toast crunch all the time. That was one of my favorite cereals. But the the funny thing about it is my friend Amy is also allergic to fake cinnamon. I'm sure a lot of people probably are. Yeah, just with her, it was always when we were going out to bars, like, oh, well, don't give me a fireball shot because it'll, like, make my throat itchy. I feel like that stuff would make my throat itchy, and I'm not not allergic to it. But that stuff is – that's some of the grossest stuff I think we've created as human beings. I know that's like a mind – yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Oh, so that much. makes me so sad. That was always like my go-to when I didn't want vodka or whatever. Mm. It grosses me yeah. out because I think I think there was sort of this like obvious fakeness to it or something. Like there's a burn there, and I'm like, I don't like. I feel like booze already burns. Why would I antifreeze? Add this? It's antifreeze. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. I mean, maybe oh. wasn't there. Uh, Wasn't there some kind of weird chemical in it? Maybe so nervous, but also excited. (laughs) I don't don't drink the stuff, but... But yeah, no, I just, I needed to share that with someone other than Andy because it has been a ride of a week and a half thinking that maybe I permanently fucked myself up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine, though. We're fine. Yeah, Yeah. I'm glad that you're not, or it's not like a permanent thing. Like, if I could never taste food again, I don't know if I'd want to live. That's hard. I mean, that was that. I mean, was that the first episode that we talked about that pretty extensively? And we were all, I mean, I sort of was in that space of like, I'd rather get rid of like my eyesight before I get rid of being able to smell or taste stuff because that's just too vital of the experience, I feel like. Like, it has so much to do with why I'm here, I I feel like, is the taste stuff. Yeah. And I was really thrown that you didn't say smell because whenever I've asked that question to anyone else, they usually always say, well, smell's got to go because farts are bad. I don't mind farts, man. Like there's obviously farts that happen that are like putrid. And even today, you know, or I've been, you know, sometimes when I'm, when I'm, uh, when I'm flying my, I know it's not me, but I know my, my instructor will, I think they're, they're letting them rip when I'm up in the cabin with them, which I think is weird. Um, so (laughs) sometimes it's kind of gross just because you're like in a space where it's hard for it to like get out and you're, you know, in a pressurized little unit up in the sky. And you're like, Oh man, now I'm stuck with this guy's fart for the next, you know, 45 minutes. So sometimes that's bad, but I don't necessarily hate the smell of farts. Like I don't, sometimes you have some that are bad, but they're never like, Oh, get me out of here. Bad. That's a rarity for it to be like, and I try not to hang out with people that have those kind of like horsey farts. Well, from what I've been told too, it's a matter of like, Like, sometimes you're immune to your own (laughs) smell. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're immune to your own smell. Mom next. (laughs) Oh, the, uh, also like, like kind of into it. (laughs) The, the fireball antifreeze thing. I wasn't making that up by the way. It used to have antifreeze in it. How do you, what the fuck? Uh, it used to contain a chemical used in antifreeze. Okay. Uh, Pripylene glycol. Hmm. But anyway, I guess Fireball was like, oh, that's bad PR. So they stopped putting that in. Yeah. Well, wasn't there something, this is kind of relevant, but not really. But with Subway, we found out that they were using like a chemical that's used to make like yoga mats more elastic in their bread. 
And they wow. Ew, really? Quick. Yeah, it was like, I would say probably like eight years ago, maybe a decade ago, it came out that they were, you know, and it's all, it's all like sort of hard to digest just because it is like, okay, well, there's a lot of like cross-contamination or something. Like there's chemicals found in everything and molecules found in everything. Of course, there's going to be yeah. this over here and this over here, but they were using it. They were like isolating it and using it to make their bread more like yeah well you you have to you have to dig back to where that chemical comes from because like i remember the the first time i was with starbucks they got in trouble because someone like it's always when you're at the top like that that someone's going to google every ingredient you have oh yeah and the pink dye used to make the strawberries and cream and the birthday cake pops came from a, a tiny beetle that was crushed to make that dye naturally so it's a natural derivative but it was crushed bug and like people went I'm fine crazy over there. Like, Oh my God, Starbucks, how could you put crushed bug food? Uh, but then it is like, so is this chemical something that's naturally derived like a plant oil right. that also makes yoga mats elastic? Like I try to be really speaking off sort of the, the, the tone of half of the first, the third episode that I was listening to of you all. I try to be like really, uh, like lore subject before like really thinking what are they saying what the tone like what is this person saying like ah subway sandwich yoga mat like well, that's how ah, they, yeah that's how you push yeah. it in the public there's realm, yoga right? mats in yeah. sandwiches it's like so no they there's to, they yeah but you the whole recipe you also yeah. have to think about it like with a crushed bug do you know how many pieces of crushed bug are probably in your jar of peanut butter yeah, or like anything that's processed and it makes it better <laughs> yeah just you well, don't need to know about it if it's also, not harming you your body it's protein the people that are bitching about having crushed bug in their drink also probably eat jello you know and you're fine mm-hmm. with like like <laughs> like emulsified bone like what are you talking about yeah the 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 sides that people like this or the things that people decide to be upset about it's so funny <laughs> because... it it really it really is and what what people will give their energy to like they'll get upset about the bachelor uh and like the wedding <laughs> like uh, not, i've never really watched that show but like i don't know why i'm picking is there someone like specifically yeah. you're targeting <laughs> no i just a like bachelor people, fan you're bitter with. <laughs> yeah th- that people will devote so much of their emotion mm. to a fabricated reality show or to bugs crushed dyes or to like this issue or that issue when that's like that's kinetic energy that's a real amount of measurable time and passion that you could pour into something else that, that will not not to use the word progressive but that is progressive you could be creating doing but we devote so much of our energy to these uh non-developing conduits well, I would pour all this like kinetic force into something. The fruit's nothing. It, it, it bears no fruit, or it, even if it's not some a fruit that someone else would like, like that's okay. Like you can have hobbies that I'm not into, but to to, to pour your life energy a place that bears nothing, like is, and like I feel like I see that all the time. Yeah, I mean the Bachelor is definitely a good example of that for sure, because that's like yeah. 
Yeah, it's make-believe. And people are really invested in that shit. And I think right now maybe I'm fine with it just because, like, I want people to be invested in nonsense because everything yeah. else seems so dreary. So, I'm like, right yeah. now I see people, like, tweet about The Bachelor and are like, oh, I can't believe this happened. And I'm like, okay, good for you. You have something that you're, like, you're linked to. I'd rather be more productive, but, you know, we all need, like, our nonsense, I think, right now. But I think oh, in yeah. reg- regular days it's a little strange. You know? But my, my nonsense is, like, fanatical. Like, I, like, oof, WandaVision is so good. Just and don't talk about the finale yet. I haven't watched it. Now okay, that Blair's cool. here, we're going to rewatch the whole thing. Cool. But it is. Oh, you're going to rewatch so... it? Dylan, it is, it is that good. I know good. you love it. And I just am so not in that camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but once, like, once you get that reveal. On episode yeah. eight, I think it is. You almost want to watch it from the beginning to see if you can catch on earlier. Is and how you I do. Every, it's it's such a beautiful work art because while they're while they're spinning you through these decades, everything about it is so so. Like I'm a set design and props nerd, and uh, not to be another person telling you to watch the Gambit, but you should watch the Queen's Gambit because it's like, oh man, is it good? But also like the props set and people are like historically accurate with their costuming and automobiles so much effort put into this and to like circle back again house of cards is a great show uh and <laughs> even kevin spacey sucked like um there's other people that were a part of that production and like that's Amy the shame of it that yeah, so Amy, many other people that were doing the right thing and actually yeah. being professional, not pieces of shit, lost yeah, jobs a, on a show that was damn good. Um, McDonough High School alumni worked on that show. And uh, Vicky, uh, see, Vicky, uh, 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 extra on that show. And <clears throat> so many people are involved in production. So I think you can separate art from artists when it is a production like Woody Allen movies are all people that are you know okay with Woody Allen so like that's the part where you can be like but you know someone who's the director of photography on that film like their work you can their work actor um and like to answer the uh, to the conversation I was not a part of like House of Cards is still a good show. Um, mm. And from the sense of like production, that's where I'm really in love with one. Because not only incredible story about grief, uh, which is a subject that three of us have talked about a lot, um, but also it's one of my favorite comic books that they're riffing off of, House of M. Uh, and they take it in such a different direction so I can enjoy it separately. Whereas where it's like civil war, it was too close and not far. Like I love the civil war books and the civil war film, uh, didn't do it for me because it, it was too close. It wasn't. Um, but it, there are only like 20 minute episodes, fucking like 10 minute credits. Uh, so so I, I really wish that. Disney would give you a binge format where they would cut some of their series together. So you could just watch it as, as a film. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, you could, and that's what's beautiful about it. Uh, 
we just we plowed through four episodes like it was nothing. Rachel took, and now Blair's fifth, uh, and that was really only like an hour and a half of her life uh, to binge half a series, and that's it. They probably won't come back. Um, I don't know how how dialed in you are to to what could be, um, but they're they're touching multiverse, Marvel multiverse. There's no rules whatsoever. They can just they can just say something happened. Happen. Whereas like the DC multiverse is at 52 Earths um, and all the events that are happening in DC happen within these 52 Earths. I think there's a dark verse uh, as well. I stopped reading 2015. So a lot has happened before. Um, but as soon as they bring in the Fantastic Four, which I um, Reed Richards is the like Rick Sanchez of the Marvel universe. He's like, ah, fuck, you know who's yeah, cool? Me. I'm cool. <laughs> and you know, it'd be really great if I hung out with more of this. And sometimes it works. And sometimes he invites the Marvel zombie universe. everything. So as soon as you start dicking around with Reed Richards, you start dicking around with really big plot. Really universe bending, shifting plot line. And all the stuff, um, and I know you can speak to Spider-Man more than I could, um, but all this stuff going on with Doctor Strange, what they've done, what's beautiful is they've given Wanda an identity where she was such a silly extra character uh, in the last years. You can tell by the end of the series that she will be a prominent role moving forward, and I think they're doing a justice to a lot of their characters that way. I don't really care for Falcon Bucky, but come the end of the series, like as soon as one division ends, Falcon and Winter Soldier picks up. And I feel like they will do me again justice. I will be very invested. And then we get a Loki TV show like right after that. So somebody at Marvel really fucking smart. They are stacking cards in such a beautiful way. And it's really just a credit to the way Disney is structuring now and I think they've handled COVID better than any company outside of maybe Zoom. Uh, it's like yeah. Uh... <laughs> well, something I was talking because Andy and I did WandaVision in two days. It was five episodes one day, and then we finished it the next evening. Yeah. But um, one thing we were talking about is what do you think Disney would do if they acquired DC? Ooh. Um, like, how much better do you think the Bat Universe would get? I think Hawkgirl would get her own movie, finally. It would get organized. I have to give credit to DC, um, not for their film work, but for their television animation, which their yeah, animated their animation's film... animation's un- unparalleled. Oh, far surpassed anything as Marvel's doing. And it's kind of like, good. at a certain point, they Marvel was like, we don't have that, and stopped uh, not TV shows. Like, there's tons of uh, stuff on Disney Plus now that that's from that decade of Marvel really owning cinema. That's good stuff. Like the Iron Man cartoon where he's a younger kid um, mm-hmm. is really good, and I watched that with the boys. Um, the Spider-Man cartoons. Oh God, the X-Men cartoon. Like, I haven't met a Spider-Man cartoon that didn't work. Um, this newest one, um, 
where they did the the maximum or carnage uh like a, a spinoff and uh like the kids will be watching it and rachel will be talking just totally say because the spider-man cartoon is so fucking good um but dc their animated series and what they've done with cw work unparalleled when they did crisis on earth it was a gift to me the way that uh civil war and infinity gone was a gift to other people getting the nod to all of the dc birds of prey was they brought back the vicky vales like fellow reporter guy for a couple seconds they brought burt ward in um seeing kevin conroy on screen for the first time mm-hmm. as batman and like a broody shitty grumpy batman i was like <laughs> yes Yes, Kevin Conroy. Well, that's what I'm um, saying. With the with the love we have for DC, I just want to see like Disney level money go to their production, knowing how well they do the TV shows and how much they would blow up in a beautiful I, way. I think you're gonna have your wish, but it's not gonna be the way that you expect. So I've been following the pieces, and someone has looked at Disney and said, "Okay, see how you're doing, and we're just too." And if you watch what HBO is doing right now, whoever is HBO is is starting to play their cards. So HBO has bought DC like first their like streaming channel that didn't really take off, mm-hmm. and now you can get separately. You can get uh, the DC version of Marvel Unlimited. You can read all the books digitally, uh, which is something we'll definitely do as soon as the kids are reading. Uh, to be like for five dollars or whatever a month to give my kids every DC has ever been published brainer but all of the dc shows cw and series all that stuff is coming to hbo max so i can see especially they also have the snyder hbo max all warner brothers hbo max uh the new mortal Kombat movie holy Mm. fuck i watched that trailer like 10 times it's so good (laughs) yeah it is and small universe for jimmy olsen to be playing jack and like come on like we're I, i'm considering renting a theater to go see it i think you might have even be the person that put that in the head erica but like i'm stoked for the mortal Kombat. um i'm not gonna lie i think we should do that and meet in the middle somehow <laughs> like oh, i'll yeah, drive sweet. like four hours <laughs> to oh. fucking do that yeah yeah um We'll we'll finish that movie and then go cook a dinner together. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll um, just plan it for the the big um, uh, Asheville cookathon that's going to happen I'm, now. Well, if Apparently. you rent a theater out, you probably have full reign. We could just have like a spread at the front of the theater and just do like a big, <laughs> yeah. a big feast while watching people get finished. <laughs> Which doesn't mm. sound great when I say it, but if you're talking about Mortal Kombat. I was Kombat, like, wait, what kind of movie are we watching, bud? <laughs> it's still Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I like watching people get finished. What can I say? That's why I played those yeah. games all these years. Is that quote of the week? Have we made it? I, I like watching people get finished. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <coughs> <laughs> the guest gets quote of the week. Oh uh, no, that that was Dylan. Dylan. No, no, you said um, it. I don't think I said that. <laughs> we'll it we'll figure not, it out mid editing. Yeah. Out of your butt. 
There's two definitely X. a record of it, unfortunately. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so DC will will have its day. I'm okay with waiting. You you know, great. Well, great I mean, you know how I feel about all the DC movies, Kiefer, and I, I've really been so uh, like over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> Overwhelmingly <laughs> underwhelmed every time I sit down and watch one of their movies. I'm like, why is what? Why am I still sitting here? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. What am I looking at? What just exploded? What is Batman doing? Is Batman I don't I, mean, I don't quite feel that way, but it does break my heart when Marvel is killing it every time and I've always been way more of a DC person. Yeah. And all my friends go to see the new DC movie and they just want to make fun of me because I'm that DC person. It's not it's I not mean, a fun time to be in our watch. fandom. Did you do Legends of because then you would have your talk. I uh, haven't yet. Yeah, uh, Legends of Tomorrow is really like the peak, the peak of what CW accomplished. Because you know you have constant Firestorm, oh, Hawk so Girl. Uh, you had um, you know, all uh, um, Vixen, like all of these great like throwaway characters, Heat Wave and uh, Captain Cold, on a like bending mission to save humanity. Uh, and it was so well done. Um, and it was just fun. Every episode was fun. Uh, cause you have the, the, the who's who of rogues gallery, like trying to solve, save the day. Uh, and I know like the flash just came back. So I just start watching that again. I love um, that show. That's my favorite of all the, um, CW stuff. Mm-hmm. New Superman and Lois, uh, popped through and, um, the, their CW productions are really where the love letters are, and like you can, you can even see it uh, with Kevin Smith, uh, like diving in full force. I think he was like the host of the after show for mm-hmm. Infinite Crisis, uh, and uh, like so, watching him watch Vision been a treat too. I know post today where he was just sobbing, and he's like, "It's not the weed, man. I haven't smoked all week. It's a really good show." <laughs> No, he's he's fan number one, and like half of yeah. his YouTube channel is him crying during different finales of CW shows, <laughs> <laughs> and I love it so much because um, the first time I realized that like the Ask Universe was so bound to the CW stuff, Jason Mewes was a super fan of all of that, and he brought Kevin on board. Yeah. And that's how he ended up directing Supergirl and The Flash and all those guest spots. His his episodes, they're really great stuff. Like, I love seeing show up. His daughter, Harley. Uh, I love seeing Harley show up. Girl. I love, uh, you know, the behind the scenes photos of them, like, all hanging out on set. And, like, they're all super fans, too. Uh, yeah, like, you can tell oh, it's it? it's the heart of a fan that's bringing that episode forward. Absolutely, um, it it just it's really it's really special the to see fan universe turn in on itself. Uh, most recently, uh, I know you can find it. Daisy Ridley um, was on some YouTube like talk show, and was uh, the guy was like, "I'm going to ask you some questions about your favorite movie," and she's like, "You mean?" and he's like yeah Matilda and he's like but I need some help 
uh, asking these questions, and then the Zoom video pops up, and Mara Wilson, who is what? like iconic, and Daisy loses her goddamn mind. She's like, I cannot believe I'm here with Mara Wilson. This is like the biggest moment for me. We're and we're talking about like the avatar of this generation. Star Wars movies is fangirling over Matilda. Well, yeah, everyone's and a nerd for like, something. Yeah, fangirling over Ray, and the they the fact that in today's media we can have these moments where like icons can meet icons and be human about it and we can watch that and have that human moment with them it's just so cool media is so cool right now i'm in my like kids bedroom talking about poops with my best friend like media is really cool i'm it's i'm i'm glad to be where we are oh yeah well, you um, you were talking about Kevin Smith. Imagine how he felt with that little bit in Captain Marvel, where Stan yeah. Lee pulls out his Mallrat script. Yeah, how cool is that? And like, Kevin is fan first. Yeah, and like, so to see for to for his generation to have these books and have no one even know what like Infinity Gauntlet is, and to be in the first Avengers movie see Thanos at the end and just know you just know where this is heading you just have to watch it unfold and like so like you know part of me was like oh dark side cool like DC cool and like all these things coming together but they have not heard true um, and now that um, what was it uh, the actor uh, Ray was fired from Flashpoint movie I'm like I don't know how I feel about that. you know because Cyborg Flashpoint is is Superman essentially. But if you're mm-hmm. firing Josh Whedon, already sucks. But if you're firing such a key character from your film, I don't even know if I feel confident about how Flash, which is also such an iconic DC story in the animated movie, is perfection. How are you going to top the Flashpoint animated film? I don't think you can. <laughs> And I, as, as a DC fan, I'm just, I'm honestly just with the things that I do have. Um, and like, you know, I've got my, my kids initials tattooed on fingers in lantern logos. I've got you know, uh, a, uh, a Joker tattoo. I've got the um, Nightwing's first appearance is like frame room for my, where my kids sleep. Like I, I am a super fan, but I'm also tense. I'm not going to get get angry when someone ruins their interpretation of the film uh, because I have stuff. So like I and back to my earlier point about people invest so much energy into being set about like oh you can see it real real massively in Star Wars. You does uh, every one of these movies was aided on so bad and enjoyed them enjoyed every one of them. Right, my mom, my mom will say that she'd be like the Transformers movies were awesome uh, because they weren't funny, and the Ninja Turtle movies with Megan Fox were fantastic because they weren't. And like just that allegory of like that they did not make those Star Wars movies for me; they made them for kids. And like I think in a very uh, Ben Affleck, you know, fucking. Um, his speech in Kevin's newest um, really drives that whole thing. Like the Jay and Silent Bob movie. 
about mm-hmm. like now I am stage, not the looking through the whole world uh, uh, through the lens of parent has shifted everything, pooping, like having to navigate wiping your ass with a five year old is a is a world shifting thing. Like, hey, your teeth fall out. Hey, you know you're gonna have to wipe your butt, and he's like, you're here. You wipe my butt. You do great. You gotta, you gotta do it instead, and like just world, world shifting shit. As a, (laughs) (laughs) Um, where was that beautiful guidance when I was a kid? Like I don't remember ever having a conversation with my mom or my dad where it was like, "What's this beautiful thing?" And you have to learn (laughs) to do it yourself. I'm, I'm really trying to like speak to them clearly and i want i want my boys to always be able to when they do i want it to be eloquent layered and detailed but also time if rachel says no like hard no we 100 <laughs> in this um and like that is her privilege sometimes i'll be like please say hard no. please say hard no. um and you know but i i talk to them like like they're adults, like they have these beautiful forming minds that are capable of complex thoughts because they are. Um, Oz is addicted to like a Nintendo game. He will tell you entire history universe of Kirby if you let him. Um, and it's just a it's a privilege to watch him so. And, and I'll tell you too, I... it's um it's a beautiful thing to see how fiercely independent your kids are. Yeah. Yeah, my mom calls him feral, and I'm I'm not upset about that. <laughs> no, no, but I mean it. Like, I think that's amazing that at Malcolm's age that, like, you can go and show Andy and I the basement and all the work you've done with house renovation, and he's content just grabbing a snack by himself and doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we... It, and it was, it's a product of, honestly, our... We can't afford... Uh, we can't afford to work the same day part as Rachel work posing shifts and we don't know any different people like how do you not see your spouse for 70 a day uh, just like i give her 70 percent for that 30 and i do see her it we are so intense and i i credit that honestly with how successful we've been opportunity to <laughs> slack and and not be in with each other and the other um, and it's almost like a opening crew and a closing crew of a business. Like you have to close the business intentionally for your open and be a part of their experience, even though you're not going to see them. Uh, it's a it's exercise selflessness. Uh, but now I get these little sidekicks to do it with, and that's the part. Oh, not not to get too sappy on you, but like you you two are like marriage goals for me. Ah. Oh. Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. Like at any time uh, Andy and I are frustrated with each other about something. I'm just like, look at my best friend. <laughs> they have two kids and they manage everything on their own and they love each other so much. <laughs> pull, pull out a picture. Look at this photograph. <laughs> you act like I don't have a photo of your family on my desk anyway. I imagine several photos. Yes. Uh, Dylan, I have to get you more photos or something kid drawing 
fridge. Well, yeah, some... I was just thinking about it. I mean, kid I have... drawings. Well, I have the little. Um, I have the toys that you've left here that are stacked around my room and my apartment <laughs> and in my living room, and so I do look around often. I see like the bionicle mask, and I see the little. I'm forgetting his name, but the PJ mask like ninja guy. Oh, Night Ninja. Yeah. Night Ninja. I see him. He's <laughs> he's sitting up on the windowsill with Cinderella and they're holding hands. I'm pretty sure they're married. Um Yeah. So there's there's definitely like little relics all around, but I don't have any pictures, which is sort of strange. See, if well, I, I'm and... allowed to ask you a favor, when Blair brings me that Waterloo, send send a kid drawing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can absolutely do that. I mean uh, Dylan is Dylan has been part of our Asheville experience beginning really like I don't know where we where we would be without him but it was it was the first person that was ever like asleep on the couch when he woke up um and the like uh was there when all all of the kids were, uh certainly would be a part of this absolutely earned Uncle D status uh Oz like anytime Uncle D's over like Oz knows exactly what that means. Gets gets so excited and um, hours and uh, hours of Nintendo Switch and yeah Mario um, Kart and, I, and me wandering around Minecraft that. having no idea no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and I just and I love having you as a like uh, a male role model, uh, honestly, uh, because you're you're such this giving person, um, and you always. Without fail, come over with and like and fear or other things, and like so much of yourself is giving. Uh, and for him to see that from a, another man, for for Rachel and I to give him traits, character, things that his personality wrapped around, but to see that firm other man is really important, especially for me. Like I. I didn't have a relationship with my father, but there were several men in my life who filled that role. And I was able to cherry pick from them the best parts of being a partner, the best parts of being a father. Set me up so much for success. So like I so honor the the times that I'm able to be over. Spend time, especially the morning for you two. Like I'm still asleep. I wake up and you've been with boys for like, or two um just like having a blast getting snacks and absolutely uncle d status it's a very very uh yeah i mean it's a it's a you know it's my pleasure it's a dream i don't i don't know what i would do if i didn't show up with cookies i feel like i have to <laughs> like to, to show up at someone's house with like not bearing gifts is, is is a bizarre thought to me i feel like i need to be bringing something to like you know bring a little warmth you know, not that your house isn't warm, but we've talked about how warm your house makes me feel and how comfortable I am there. And, you know, just like I will there, legit. When, I, when I'm supposed to be going to bed, I'll walk around the house and feel that warmth. It wasn't really until you brought it up that I will take my. All the lights are off and it's still glowing. It's an impressive thing <laughs> you have managed there as like a. And it's welcoming, you know, from the moment you walk in, there's like, you know, Rachel's immaculate selection of aromas, and then there's the <laughs> fires crackling, even though it's not a real fire, it's somehow crackling. <laughs> Dinner has been cooked, and I know what yeah. like lies ahead. You know, waffle quesadillas, and 
What? She got swamp no, ideas. What do you call them? What do they call? No, them? she got so <laughs> mad at me. We can never do that again. What? Really? Uh, that well, sounds I, so I, good. Oh, they were I, incredible and so efficient yeah. too. So speedy. We yeah, I I didn't want to deal. I don't have a waffle or a quesadilla. Meat. Like, oh, that's a hashtag worth digging through. Um, but um. I the waffle maker was there. Rachel just made her waffles and tias and cheese. So I just like threw together some some waffle dias real quick, uh, <laughs> and I had to clean the 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 plates after that. And I I, I removed the natural like buildup of oil on oh. the plates, and it destroyed her oh, no. second batch, her like next batch of waffles. So well, I guess I know what to get you for the next, you know, Christmas. <laughs> oh, you don't know what you're asking for because I remember Girl Scout cookie quesadillas one time. Oh, that oh, one wow. didn't go. Oh. Yeah, if you if you look up the hashtag DM that's all the quesadillas that I while living in the basement apartment. All of them. I didn't hear anything you just said. Yeah, I was about to say that was cutting out real bad. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I just checked my sure it's good. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh it's a there's a hashtag living in that apartment. It's uh D I L L A M E N S I O N Dimension. I thought it was funny. Oh, I remember uh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. So that that has all the evidence of all the great and terrible that I put <laughs> tortilla. The dimension. Oh my god, memory lane though. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll take you back. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, um, I was about to say we're coming up on two hours, so it's probably a good time to start talking about how our poops were this week. Well, wait, also, I, I wanted told to you ask Erica. Um, I'm looking at Dia mentioned, by the way, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one bag, Dia. <laughs> Is this all you? Yeah, an what entire, yeah, it's an entire bag of Oh, this is hilarious. Um, <laughs> was there email this week? Was there what? Was there an email this week? Was there an email this week? Like, did someone did, email us? Did someone email us? Uh, honestly, I haven't hooked that one up to my app yet, but I can totally check it while we're talking. I would love to. I think we got email, then it would be fun to give an email shout out if if we have the time. Sure. Um, you guys talk about your poops, and I will log in. Well, my poops have not been the best. I think today I'm finally kind of in recovery mode, and I had a pretty, actually, pretty great poop this morning. Um, but I think I spoke last week about how I got ice cream from the store oh yeah you had the talenti stuff well you know i got two of them which was just not a good move i was feeling well i wasn't feeling gluttonous it was just a sale and i'm not going to pass up on getting two ice creams i ended up crushing both pints over the weekend and then i just carried that with me i think through the whole week and it just kind of like left me in like a sort of watery kind of struggle um, but I think as of today, all of my greens and my grains and everything's kind of back in action and sort of, I've sort of 
back in like a flow state. So for the most of the week, they weren't amazing. I would probably say like a five-ish, six-ish, probably not a six because six is diarrhea. So probably like above <laughs> four in the five region. Um, yeah. As of this morning and going into tomorrow, I'm feeling pretty confident now uh, just based on what I've been eating. So ice cream, there, there's the reason I don't eat ice cream very often because it sort of fucks me up pretty good. I hear you. Um, for me, it was, I don't want to say diarrhea all week long. The stress I was feeling with this cinnamon situation, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> it, it was borderline like five, six all week long. Like you never knew if it was going to be liquid or solid. It was bad, but I'm feeling better. That's good. Also, I did yeah, find I mean, the email. So once Kiefer shares, we can jump into that. Did we lose Kiefer? Yeah, I think we might have. Bye, buddy. We love you. Yeah, thanks for joining us, friend. <laughs> He's offline. His phone must have died or whatever he was using. Yeah, it's okay. He'll have to tune in to hear the end. Um, Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned check the email. Jesse checks it more often than me. So our first email is from Nick Freeman. Hello, friend. Hey, buddy. And he says, hello, pooping comrades. I love that. Thank you. I wanted to first say that I love your show, and I'm always excited to download and listen. I particularly love the random topics that pop up, just like when we are sitting on the throne and left alone to think. Oh, there we go. Oh, hey, you're is. back. Woo! I have noticed you all mentioning coffee often, and I was wondering what kind of roast you like, what method you prefer, what do you add after brewing, if anything, and how often you drink the good old bean juice. Oh, bean juice. Also, uh, yeah. oh, sorry, almost done. Um, also, of course, does it affect your poops in a strong way? I must say that I like a home home ground dark roast beans via pour over, nice and black, no sugar or cream added. Thanks so much for reading, and keep on pooping and podcasting. Who is that? An email that someone sent? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you, Nick. We are wait. excited. Wait, who was it from? It was from Nick Freeman. Oh, Nick. That's yeah. my buddy. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you on the air. Um, um Yeah, so go you, for it, D. You, well, I was I'm more oh. curious about how you how you drink your coffee. And I we I know we know, but there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance there and I'm curious about if sort of how you approach all of those questions. Who me? Oh, oh. Uh well, I'm a decaf person because caffeine makes me panicky and fucking awful. So what I have been doing is getting coarse ground beans. I like space time coffee because it's fresh and my friend owns it and it's pretty good. Pretty good. Space pretty time. That's a cool name. Yeah. Space time. Um, the tagline is damn fine anytime. And I think that's really cool. Mm. But um, <laughs> I use a French press. That's damn so fine. I am damn fine coffee. Huh? Nothing. Oh. Well, anyway, <laughs> I use a French press, and I like my coffee black, no sugar, no cream, and it definitely makes me poop. It doesn't matter if it's decaf. It still does the <laughs> job. I drink coffee any time of day or night. It's great. Hell yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm simple. I always like dark roast. I feel like Kiefer's going to have the like the nicest answer just because he spends so much time around coffee all day. I am quite the ceremony. 
Um, but Dylan, you should you should go first because we we've uh, Dylan and I actually did a coffee. Yeah, it we was like, like a, a week and a half ago. We we did a little yeah. coffee tasting. It was, was a fun. project that I had to bring home from work. Um, I, and I'm hoping that that's just something that happens every time. There's a project and we have to drink yeah. a bunch of espresso every time I come over at 10 p.m. Yeah, we uh, no, I, I always have coffee. Uh, um, but Dylan, when, when you're not with me, how do you, how do you take Uh I use a little Chemex pour-over system that I've had for a long time. So um, my preference is, and this is basically me just telling Kiefer the kind of coffee that I want to start bringing me <laughs> instead of answering the email. Um, but me, I like light roasts. I want a lot of acid. I want it to be bright and floral and citrusy, and I want it to be, you know, sort of like my morning. Uh, but pour over typically, uh, no cream, nothing in it. I want to taste whatever it is. I want I want the best goddamn coffee on the planet. I want one to take, when I take my sip, I want to know that everybody's being treated well. That's a part of the process. I want to know that, that the farmers are being taken care of and from, you know, from the farm all the way to my cup, I want to make sure that we're all good um, and I don't have to feel bad about any of it because it is something I have been drinking since I was like 13 pretty religiously um, every day, uh, probably more than religious, whatever whatever is more than religiously because uh, it's not like a weekly thing. It's a daily, sometimes multiple times a day. Um, but yeah, I like it. I like it. I want it different. I want it. I want it bright. I want it uh, unadulterated. And uh, and yeah, um, I like hot coffee. I like cold coffee. I just I love it. I, I I love it. I love every aspect of it. It's my favorite. So that's how I do it. But you know that, Nick. So <laughs> I thanks would for love asking. to thanks do. For emailing. Yeah, thank you for email. This is really cool to be able to answer a question. Yeah. Um, uh, I would love to do a coffee. Patricia blows over. Um, um, I, I think, I think if if we're talking ceremony or daily use, daily use for Rachel and I uh, is espresso, and I think one of the reasons I I tend to uh, fall towards darker uh, roasts and beans that have more oil to them um, is because I I just trade shots of espresso, but I like to put it over ice. So I'll, I will pull two shots, and then from the same pod, I'll pull another two shots. This will be like more water to it, and it won't offer as much, but I, I tend to like that more than adding water to it after the fact. So I, it's sort of like my bastardized um, and then I don't, I don't really put sugar. If I'm just chugging shots at work, uh, to get remotivated, uh, I might add the, we have a delightful now. Um, but when it comes to the ceremony, either, I can go either way. Uh, the professional take is a press, um, just because it's the, like sort of the passing the urn itself and allowing people to pour themselves. Um, but if I'm presenting, I have to do a lot of presentation for the, the place that I am in the country. And pour overs for me allow the most versatility to up. So if I'm having a conversation with coffee and it's like an accent and a feature of, of how and what I'm, I'll uh, pour the same coffee two different ways. So it, it becomes like a, a facilitator coffee and grind it coarsely as you would for a French press. Water will pass 
through the grind quickly, uh, providing a lighter cup. So that's something that we could play with getting copies I like. Of course, the pour over might provide you for, um, but you can grind on your Turkish cupping. Mm. Well, you want to talk about poops, Turkish coffee, I give you big, big poop. Oh, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> um, but grinding it coarsely is more contact, uh, with the ground. So you're more body up at the same off. Um, and I think the, the one, the one ideal philosophy I can part. Eric and listen, favorite core philosophies of Starbucks, exactly what you refer to it as the last feet. And I have to understand now that I'm like, you know, in Chino Man, coming back to Starbucks after a five-year hiatus, so many things are different. But um, this philosophy is not present as it used to be. And I, I'm very proud to, to bring it back door and back people's. Uh, but it's the concept of the last feet. And on average, between the backsplash of the bar and the cast register, where the customer is standing on the side, between the customer and that backsplash is about feet of space. So uh, Starbucks would challenge uh, people like myself who had risen like black apron status to honor the last feet of each like individual coffee bean whatnot. But what they're seeing is that on average it's about 32 to 37 individuals who are involved in roasting, sourcing, packaging, delivering, um, selling, retailing, designing the space, about 37 lines directly impacted by the journey of bean to machine. And what do you do as a personifying that role when you're delivering to the customer who's the last step, the last person impacted by the machine that traveled to us all the way from Asia, Africa, um, uh, like these beautiful countries and people who who feed and care for the family, just by creating this coffee, buying it, just to get it to you, uh, they are dis. It's all on you at the end of that experience. And like, so to know that you are being intentional with your last feet, your uh, your at experience just as really cool and that would be sort of the takeaway of everything is to examine the the last feet or the first hundred thousand whatever a uh, process dylan working at the brewery like you can get there too how do you honor the beer that you worked on in your delivery it's how you're pouring it glass like i drop as waste curses how proud you are of your of your craft and everything you do, but seven thousand question. It would just be I like espresso. Mm, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think you know you 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 say it often, um, and I I think about it often. But but uh, and it's probably going to just sum up everything you just said. But also so much of what makes you so beautiful, in my opinion, which is. There's nothing on this planet that's not worth handling with um, intrigue and finesse, I believe. Yeah. I don't know if that's uh, butchering the quote. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's there's, there's no 
You got it. Nothing in this world that's not worth doing with uh, tension and yeah, intention and finesse. That's it. Um, but that's and you know that goes back to the D and D and then the miniature painting and and really everything we talked about here. But there's nothing if you're engaged in something, be fully engaged in it and handle it like it's it's everything that exists because it is. You know, and and mm-hmm. you've you've done a really great job at not only kind of p- passing that on and, and and sort of having that be something I think about it, but also embodying that that whole idea. And you do such a great job at sort of just you know of expelling this this passion and all the things that you do um and so it's it's just a treat that that you get to be both in my life and i'm sure erica feels the same way and also on the podcast and yeah yeah i love you absolutely when you all uh presented this to me like not even 48 hours ago i was like yes without without question like it's serendipitous too that i'm off because i i wasn't just had somebody uh a, a friend chloe shout out to chloe for just needing a few hours and like me still being that person i was like yeah take them because i i i want more hours my family like it's a no-brainer um and then like within the same moment of that exchange text messages erica uh, it's absolutely a joy privilege to see the fruit of one night why are my and clean poops came from that. <laughs> yeah, um, being being a part of the the fruit of your creation that I was not part of is been one of the greatest gifts received as as a person and as your friend. So this it, it's much more than just poop. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. which I think is a direct quote that, that Erica gave me. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> But no, I, I can say it's it's a very rare thing to have a friendship that lasts as long as ours has, to remain as strong as ours has, and that yeah. you're constantly bringing beautiful people into my world. <laughs> Dylan is rather beautiful. Yeah. Photos you are posted of yourself. Thanks. Oh, us eating onions like no. insane <laughs> people. <laughs> but um no you just thank you again for another gift you gave me another reason to visit Asheville as if I didn't already have enough reasons to come back when you're so close to the evil dead filming location like oh I'm never driving up that mountain again (laughs) (laughs) that was so traumatic I don't even want to talk about it but Uh, thank you for coming today like yeah. we've been we've been dreaming of having you on here from episode one and two and I, three. In a way, I've been a guest this whole. You really have. A you really have been and, here. The we talk time. about you every episode. Yeah. Jesse's and, like, "Is this show about Kiefer?" And we're like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> yeah, I am the I'm the urban legend, uh, fully realized. <laughs> cool. Well, we're at two hours, so to wrap this up. Everybody listening, make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if that's the way you listen. Email us at cleanpoopspod at gmail.com. And from all of us, um, I love both of you, and I love you listeners, and we'll smell you later. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves and smell you later. Pleasure to be here. I smell you both. Forward to smell.
you and I will be smelling each other soon. Okay. 